This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, October 12, 2023, I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Emma Johnson. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Social Security benefits to rise next year. All on your daily source for for Marshall Broadcast News. Nate Hara will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Jonathan Edwards will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 76 degrees. And now on to our top story. The U.S. and Qatar have reached an agreement that the Qataris will not act on any request from Tehran for the time being to access $6 billion in Iranian funds that were unblocked as part of a prisoner swap last month. That's according to a U.S. official who was not authorized to comment and spoke on the condition of anonymity. The move stopped short of a full refreezing of Iranian funds in Qatar's banking system. It follows the deadly attacks by Hamas on Israel and continued Republican criticism of the Biden administration's deal with Iran, in which $6 billion was unfrozen in exchange for the release of five detained Americans. Authorities say a suspect has been arrested after five drug task force officers were shot and wounded while serving a search warrant near the Minnesota city of Princeton. A news release from Benton County Sheriff Sheriff excuse me, Troy Heck says the officers exchanged gunfire with the suspect this morning. The man who was injured in the incident was taken away for treatment after his arrest several hours later. The sheriff says the extent of his injuries wasn't immediately known. The officer's injuries were not life-threatening. The area is about 50 miles northwest of Minneapolis. Federal prosecutors in New York City have rewritten their indictment against U.S. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey and his wife to charge them with conspiring to have him act as an agent of Egypt and Egyptian officials. The superseding indictment filed in Manhattan federal court today accuses Menendez of violating the Foreign Agents Registration Act. The new charge comes just weeks after the Democrat and his wife were accused of accepting bribes of cash, gold bars, and a luxury car from three New Jersey businessmen who wanted the senator's help and influence over foreign affairs. Messages left today with Menendez Senate staff and attorney haven't been returned. Billie Jean King is still globetrotting for women's sports. She attended the Women's World Cup in Australia, kicked kicked off the player draft for the new Women's Professional Hockey League in Toronto and is opening a London office for a tennis business venture involving international involving the international Billie Jean King Cup. That's all on the in the last three months for King, who turns 80 in November. Today, King and about 60 athletes will celebrate the 50th anniversary of equal prize money at the U.S. Open and winning the Battle of the Sexes tennis match at her annual awards dinner for the Women's Sports Foundation in New York. The Acting Social Security Excuse me. The acting Social Security Commissioner says a 3.2% increase in benefits next year, quote, will help millions of people keep up with expenses, unquote. The increase announced today is far less than this year's historic boost and reflects moderating consumer prices. The Social Security Administration says the average recipient will get more than $50 more per month. The AARP estimates $59 per month. 
About 71 million people, including retirees, disabled people, and children, received Social Security benefits. This year's cost of living adjustment was 8.7%, triggered by record high inflation pushing up costs of consumer goods. The cost of living adjustments have a big impact for people like 83-year-old Louisiana resident Alfred Mason, who says, quote, any increase is welcomed, unquote. Coming up, Russia forced into a balancing act. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. Hey, man, I like that jacket. Thanks. I worked overtime to save up the money to get it. I know you did, man. I barely saw you last month. But look, it's getting cold out here. Let's head to the bus stop. Yeah, you're right. Let's go. Look at that guy over there. I know he has to be cold. It's been snowing all day, man. I'd hate to be him. Who? That homeless guy? Yeah, but there's the bus, man. We need to hurry up. Go ahead. I'll be there in a sec. I need to do something first. Sir. Excuse me, sir. Here's a coat for you, sir. You need it more than I do. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. How can I repay you? That's not necessary, sir. But I'm late for the bus. You have a nice day. When selfishness ends, everyone wins. Kindness. Pass it on. This message is brought to you by your friends at 88.1 WMUL-FM. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Spot News Reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Emma Johnson. A former Democratic leader in the West Virginia House of Delegates plans to run for Secretary of State next year as a Republican. Doug Scaff has registered as a pre-candidate for the office today and launched a campaign website. Filing pre-candidacy papers allows campaigns to start fundraising and requires them to file campaign finance reports. A candidate isn't officially in the race until they file a separate certificate of announcement and pay a filing fee. The office filing period is in January. Scaff resigned his House seat last month after stepping down as the chamber's Democratic leader in August. Backers of a proposal to reform Ohio's troubled political map-making system can begin collecting signatures for 2024. That's after the Ohio Ballot Board agreed unanimously today that the constitutional amendment proposed by the Citizens Not Politicians Committee constitutes a single subject. The committee now has until July 3rd to collect the roughly 414,000 signatures required to make the November 2024 ballot. The Ohio Redistrict Commission currently comprises three statewide office holders and four state lawmakers. The amendment would replace the commission with an independent body selected directly by citizens with members diversified by party affiliation and geography. The White House has selected the Philadelphia area and West Virginia for two regional hubs to produce and deliver hydrogen fuel, which is an important part of the Biden administration's clean energy plan. The word comes from a person familiar with the plan who spoke on condition of anonymity before President Joe Biden's expected announcement during the economic-themed visit to Philadelphia tomorrow. There were 23 finalists for the $7 billion hydrofuel program. Other hubs are also expected to be announced. The two applicants selected are the Appalachian Regional Clean Hydrogen Hub, based in West Virginia, and the Philadelphia Area Mid-Atlantic Clean Hydrogen Hub, 
according to the person briefed on the plan. Strike talks have broken off between Hollywood actors and studios. The Alliance of Studios and Streaming Services that negotiates with actors says the two sides are so far apart in their contract talks that there is no point in continuing. The actors' union slammed what they called, quote, bullying tactics, unquote, from their opponents. Negotiations resumed last week for the first time since the actors went on strike in July. The studios say the deal they offered was as generous as the one that ended the writer's strike last month. Actors called that misinformation, saying the offer was nowhere near as generous as described. The Israel-Hamas war was, has forced Russia into a delicate balancing act, with Moscow urging quick, a quick end to fighting without appointing blame. The careful stand is due to Russia's long ties to Israel, the Palestinians, and other regional players, and it reflects the Kremlin's hope to expand its clout in the Middle East by playing peacemaker. Russia also tried to cast the hostilities as a failure of U.S. policy, and it hopes they will be a distraction for Washington and its allies, who have been maintaining their military support for Ukraine. Uh, coming up next, before the attack in Israel, the U.S. showed their support. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. and welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Uh, music. No, no, okay. no, no, Tired of ignored requests? Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL FM. No, I want to hear jazz. Oh, yeah. I'm playing the jazz. Freedom of, freedom, of freedom of speech means freedom to say, I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say, I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom to say it. I have the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists, Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Emma Johnson. A liquor store in a tiny California mountain town is reverberating with excitement after word that the winning ticket for a $1.765 billion Powerball jackpot was sold there. The drawing yesterday night ended in a long stretch without a winner of the top prize. It brought news media to Midway Market and liquor in Fraser Park, a community of 2,600 residents, about 75 miles north of Los Angeles. Store co-owner Nal Kala says it's the most exciting news ever in Fraser Park. The winning numbers drawn yesterday night were 22, 24, 40, 52, 64, and the Powerball number 10. Before someone won the giant prize, there had been 35 consecutive drawings without a big winner. Passenger railroads nationwide will now be required to install video recorders inside their locomotives. But the head of the National Transportation Safety Board said today the new rule is flawed because it excludes freight trains like the one that derailed and caught fire in eastern Ohio earlier this year. That train did have cameras because all the major freight railroads have installed them voluntarily to monitor their crews' actions. But in 
TSB Chair Jennifer Homendy said that because there are no federal standards for those cameras, inve- investigators have only 20 minutes of video from before the East Palestine derailment. The NTSB first recommended these cameras after a fatal 2008 collision of a commuter train and freight train in Chatsworth, California. The United Auto Workers Union significantly escalated its walkout against Detroit's three automakers by going on strike yesterday at the largest and most profitable Ford plant in the world. The union's residents today threaten escalation at Jeep maker Stellantis. In a move, in a surprise move, excuse me, 8,700 members left their jobs at Ford's Kentucky truck plant in Louisville yesterday evening. The plant makes profitable heavy-duty F-Series pickup trucks and large SUVs. UAW President Sean Fain says the union has waited long enough to bargain for their fair contract. Ford called the strike expansion, quote, grossly irresponsible, unquote, and said it has made a strong wage and benefits, benefit offers. An Oklahoma man who was freed after being imprisoned for decades on a murder conviction says there are more cases like his. Ricky Doherty uses pandemic relief money to hire a private investigator who, who worked to free him along with students from Oklahoma City University's Innocent Project. They found in- inconsistencies in the state's account of a 1997 cold case killing and a judge vacated the 65-year-old's conviction in June. A national database says thousands of people have been exonerated nationwide since 1989. The cases underscore a serious problem facing a judicial system in which many old convictions resulted from overworked defense attorneys, shoddy forensic work, overzealous prosecutors, and outdated investigative techniques. Within hours of the horrific attack by Hamas, the U.S. began moving warships and aircrafts to the region to be ready to provide Israel with whatever it needs to respond. A U.S. carrier strike group departs from Norfolk, Virginia tomorrow. Scores of aircrafts are headed to U.S. military bases around the Middle East, and special operation forces are now assisting Israel's military in planning and intelligence. The buildup reflects U.S. concern that the deadly fighting between Hamas and Israel could escalate into a more dangerous regional conflict. Coming up next, sailing vessel that suffered broken mast, killing a passenger, had previous incidents. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns, right after this. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone, too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com, 888-266-2921. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Emma Johnson. 
Representative Steve Scalise has been unable to sway enough skeptical Republican colleagues to support him for Speaker, and the anger and frustration is growing in the House. Republicans went behind closed doors for another long meeting today, but there's no resolution in sight. Even though Scalise won the majority party's nomination during a private meeting yesterday, he's finding that some fellow Republicans are reluctant to back him in a floor vote. Scalise must peel off more than 100 votes, mostly from those who back chief rival Jim Jordan. Jordan says he's longer in the running and has tossed his vote to Scalise. But many hardliners taking their cues from Donald Trump have dug in for a prolonged fight. UN officials say more than 90% of the people killed by a 6.3 magnitude earthquake in western Afghanistan were women and children. Taliban officials say more than 2,000 people of all ages and genders across Herat province died in Saturday's quake. The chief of the UNICEF field office in the province today that women and children were more likely to have been at home when the morning quake struck. The disproportionate impact of the quake on women has left many children without mothers, raising questions about who will raise them or how to reunite them with fathers who might be out of the province or Afghanistan. Eight officials say orphanages are non-existent or rare. The European Commission has made a formal, legally binding request for information from Elon Musk's social media platform X over its handling of hate speech, misinformation, and violent terrorist content related to the Israel-Hamas war. It is the first step in what could become the the EU's investigation under the Digital Service Act. The aim would be to determine if the sites formerly known as Twitter is in compliance with the tough new rules meant to keep users safe online and stop the spread of harmful content. Based on its assessment of X's replies, the commission says it will assess its next steps, which could include opening of formal proceedings and penalties. Former President Donald Trump is accusing Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of betraying him just before the U.S. killed a top Iranian general in 2020. That's a break from the Republican 2024 presidential field's uniform support of Israel as a response to Hamas' deadly attack. Trump's comments at a Florida rally yesterday were quickly denounced by one of Netanyahu's allies and several Republicans who opposed Trump. Trump claims Israel pulled out of assisting in the 2020 airstrike that killed the Iranian general the night before it happened. Trump says Netanyahu, quote, let us down, unquote. A member of Netanyahu's Likud party accused Trump of spreading propaganda and said Israelis, quote, don't have to bother with him, unquote. Coast Guard records show that a historic sailing vessel on which a passenger was fatally injured by a broken mast was involved in three previous accidents in recent years when the schooner was under different ownership. The Grace Bailey was returning from an excursion Monday with 33 people aboard when its main mast splintered and tumbled onto the deck, killing a doctor and injuring three other passengers. The most serious previous incident happened in 2022 when the Grace Bailey struck another schooner anchored in Rockland Harbor. Both vessels were damaged. The ba- The Bailey Grace was under new ownership this season and underwent the annual inspection in May. The Coast Guard says it was in compliance with all regulatory requirements. And coming up, Nathaniel Harrow will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Jonathan Edwards will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. All I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build ratings. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me, because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact, thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Nathaniel Hara, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It is currently a sunny 76 degrees. Temperatures will drop throughout the rest of the evening to the low 60s. Tomorrow morning, the warmer temperatures will continue, with the temperature being a sunny 72 degrees around noon. The temperature will continue to rise throughout the rest of the afternoon and evening, with an overall high for the day of a sunny 79 degrees around 5 p.m. Later on Friday evening, the temperature will drop to the low 60s. A quick reminder to keep your umbrellas ready, because it's looking to be a rainy weekend, with highs in the low 70s and lows in the low 50s. Your weather word of the day is cyclolysis. Cyclolysis is the process that occurs when a cyclone is weakening and decaying. At the end of cyclolysis, the cyclone has become extinct. Thank you, weatherforyou.com, for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 76 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For New Center 88, I'm Nathaniel. Uh, thanks, Nathaniel. Now Jonathan Edwards joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Morgan. Good evening, everyone. It's another busy week in the world of sports. Picking back up tonight, let's look. Let's take a look at what's in store. Kicking things off, it's a jam-packed weekend of martial sports. While there's no thundering herd action tonight, the same cannot be said about tomorrow. It begins with the all-day events, which consist of the Texas A&M Arturo Barrios Invitational for Marshall cross-country squad, and Marshall Women's Tennis traveling up to Baltimore for the first day of the Greyhounds Women's Tennis Classic. At 4.30 p.m., the men's baseball team travels over to Athens to take on the Ohio Bobcats in a classic college rivalry that spans multiple sports. Into Friday evening, Marshall Women's Volleyball takes on Georgia Southern at 6 p.m. in Statesboro, Georgia. The top-ranked Thundering Herd men's soccer team is back in Huntington, West Virginia, to protect its unblemished record when it serves as host to the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers at 7.15. On to Saturday, Marshall football is back in action looking to rebound after a heartbreaker in Raleigh last Saturday against NC State when it is once again on the road in Atlanta to take on Georgia State. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. Saturday. Marshall is 1-0 in Sunbelt Conference play, looking to make it 2-0 and 5-1 overall. There are seven different Marshall sporting events going on all day Saturday, and a full slate can be found online. This includes women's soccer, where when Marshall plays host to Georgia State. Here's Victoria Wilburn with the latest. Marshall women's soccer team recently were handed a tough loss. Alexis Wagamuth and Luisa Lavatros gave their perspectives on this week's edition of Sports View. It's just giving the extra effort in the second, the step in front of a shot, block, kind of maybe a through ball or whatever it may be, and especially as that second half wore on, I feel like that happened, unfortunately, less and less. 
Lovaccio expressed the importance of watching and listening to game tape after the loss of 5-1 to one to Appalachian State. We have our film sections where we would watch the game and talk about it. Of course, we had issues that we faced during the game, but it was a lot of that mentality side and how we were drained and conceded a lot of goals in a row. The turn of events would come at the 48th, 65th, 67th, and 78th minutes of the game. I think there's two ways you can play soccer individually and then collectively as a team. Collectively, we just kind of lost that fight. Wogglemuth and Lovatros addressed team injuries with respect to a strong season finish. Unfortunately, we're not going to have the same roster, healthy roster that we did when we went on the winning streak at the beginning of the year. But I think we have some fantastic players and we're definitely capable of coming back and winning some games. Our team is very positive for the next few games. It's not the perfect conditions. I'm pretty sure that everyone who is going to play now is getting more minutes and give their 100%. Luckily, we got some wins. Marshall women's soccer will be back in action Saturday, October 14th versus Georgia State in Huntington. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Victoria LaVon Wilburn. Thanks, Victoria. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network will be covering Saturday's women's soccer match, where FM 88 Sports' Ben Anderson and Nate Courtney will have the call. Pre-game coverage starts at 545, followed by game coverage at 6. Sticking with college athletics, there are some marquee college football matchups this weekend. You won't have to wait until then, however, as there are two games tonight. The neighbor up north, WVU, travels to Houston in a Big 12 matchup to take on the Cougars. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. this evening. Shortly thereafter, East Carolina plays host to the Mustangs of SMU in an American Athletic Conference showdown set for 7.30 p.m. Conference play is well underway across the country with some games in particular to keep an eye out for this weekend. Over to pro sports news, the NHL regular season is finally underway. A heartfelt moment happened earlier this week when Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins, entering his 19th season, took the opening faceoff of the 2023 season against the 18-year-old hotshot Connor Bedard of the Chicago Blackhawks. There's a full slate of games tonight uh, for the NHL. And then over to the MLB, Game 4 of the National League Divisional Series takes place in the city of Brotherly Love as the Phillies serve host to the Atlanta Braves tonight at 8 o'clock. Philadelphia looks to clinch the series as it leads the series two games to one. The defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs play host to the AFC West divisional rival Denver Broncos. The game gets underway at 8.15 tonight within the deafening confines of Arrowhead Stadium. That's all we have time for today. Uh, For FM88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. Coming up, man claims finders keepers after finding bag filled with cash. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall in North Carolina, about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl, broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL-FM Huntington. Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. SelfCheck gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. 
Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash self-check. Self-check is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. And finally, today on New Center 88, a felony larceny charge has been dropped against a Connecticut man who found a bag containing nearly $5,000 in cash outside of a bank and claimed finders keepers. A state prosecutor in Bridgeport decided to drop the charge yesterday after Robert Withington gave the money back. Withington found the bank bag containing $4,761 in his hometown of Trumbull on May 30th. It turns out the money bag belonged to the town of Trumbull's tax collector's office, and an employee had dropped the bag on the, on the way to the bank. Withington says he still believes he did not do anything wrong. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu WMUL. For Emma Johnson, Nathaniel Hara, Jonathan Edwards, Victoria Wilburn, Luke Hamilton, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Morgan Pemberton. And your thought of the day is, kind words do not cost much, yet they accomplish much. Blaise Pascal.